Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Hello, Max, and happy 2021 to you. Yeah. <laughs> How was your uh, Christmas New Year period? We uh, we weren't on last week, just in case anyone was uh-huh. keeping tabs. Yeah, good. Good? Get up to much? Um, lots of different things. Yeah? yeah. Did Santa come? Yeah. You've been good enough after all that COVID <laughs> stuff that we've just had? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Any uh, special surprises to share from the Christmas day or anything like that? Uh, I've got an iPad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Is it one of those <laughs> ones that uh, comes with work requirements? <laughs> No. No, it's just an iPad for you. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure it will still come in handy for schoolwork, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last week you were uh, speeding away. Uh-huh. How did that all go? Good. All set up and uh, into the swing of a new series of Speedway stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Were you just watching or? Uh, I was helping in the canteen. Ah, very good, very yep. good. <laughs> And you all set for New Year's resolutions and things like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are all good for getting back into the swing of a, a brand new year with positive attitude and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad and I were fishing at Glen Eyre for New Year's. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Catch much? Uh, we caught, I think, about two little salmon mm-hmm. and two crabs. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, just in case people have forgotten what this show's all about, <laughs> we'd better get the uh, show on the road and take a look at what is in the yum box this week. <laughs> So we're still in Italy in the yum box. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have we got today? Orange zest carrot cake and hazelnut milk chocolate bar. Uh-huh. So we're um, caking it to start off with then. Carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an orange zest carrot cake. Are you uh, a fan of orange and carrot together? I don't know. Ever had it before? Don't think so. They do complement each well pretty well. So you're probably familiar with carrot cake, um, which is normally kind of a nutty spice 
laden cake topped with cream cheese on top. Then we have this, <laughs> the Italian style carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have much to look at. What do you think? Um, it looks like it would be carrot and zest cake. Yep. And they it's got little swirls on the top. Yeah, it's, it's not fancy at all, is it? Mm-hmm. Often carrot cake looks very decadent. It's got all the um, little intricacies of the icing and often it'll have a little carrot made out of icing on top. Um, but yeah, the the one that we've got here from Italy, they they carve it back to just the natural sweetness of the carrots with just a dash of orange zest. So uh, it's looking reasonably moist. Mm-hmm. Let's see how we go here. Um, okay, pretty soft and because of its packaging, uh, it's one that's going to last quite a while <laughs> <laughs> through the zombie apocalypse, perhaps. So it's not the freshest of fresh cake. Looks a bit of a sponge style carrot cake base. Mm-hmm. You have your nibble there. What do you, what are you thinking? It just melts in your mouth. Mmm. It is very soft and yeah, quite literally melts in your mouth. It's got uh, maybe a cream cheese filling. Do you think? Mm, yeah. Any clues from the packaging as to? what's inside or mm-hmm. it looks like a little drizzle of white chocolate on top perhaps cannot read it all Italian dang <laughs> I did wonder yeah that's really nice yeah the cream cheese center melds well with the soft it's not like a springy sponge but um, yeah the the carrot flavors just really I don't know. It's a gentle carrot taste, if that's such a thing. Yeah. Not very overpowering, and just the slightest hint of orange um, oil to it. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down? I like it. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? <laughs> yep. I, I like it too, definitely. So you're moving on then to the hazelnut milk chocolate bar? Yep. So, if we are talking hazelnuts, there is no better place in the world than the Piedmont region of northern Italy. More about that later in the show. But the native hazelnuts are prized for their excellence because they are smaller, sweeter, and nuttier than any grown elsewhere. So that explains why this rich chocolate bar filled to the brim with roasted Piedmont hazelnuts is the top-selling chocolate bar in Italy. Apparently very addictive as well. What are you noticing about the uh, the hazelnut chocolate bar? It comes in three parts. Mm-hmm. It's melted a bit. It's very, yeah, body temperature and um, Italian chocolate don't go together very well. <laughs> as soon as you pick it up, it starts melting straight into your fingerprints. <laughs> you can definitely tell who stole the, the chocolate of a, an Italian chocolate bar. Uh-huh. It's got big pieces of roasted hazelnut through it. Gives it a delightful crunch. Mm-hmm. What about the chocolate itself? It's good. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's got quite a cocoa taste to it. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a dark chocolate taste, but it's bordering on dark chocolate, even though it's milk chocolate. 
quite rich. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thoughts? I'm going to go one thumb up. One out of two? Yep. So you'd go the orange cake over the hazelnut bar? Yep. <laughs> I was expecting more of a Nutella taste, to be brutally honest, because of the whole hazelnut. But because they're not smooshed up hazelnuts until you chew them, all the, the chocolate taste is actually in the chocolate itself. Uh-huh. Okay, then. Well, I believe... Uh, we've got some trivia. Do you want to answer them or do you want me to answer them? Uh, you can answer them. I can answer <laughs> them. Okay. So these are some uh, trivia questions about Italy and uh, the Italian region in general. Mm -hmm. What do you got for me? Who was once accused of stealing the Mona Lisa from the, Lo the Louvre? Louvre. Um... Um, Do I give some get some <laughs> options, or am I just yep. randomly stabbing in the dark? A Drago Armani, B Michelin Michelangelo, yeah, maybe, yep. C Pablo Picasso, Picasso, yep. Picasso. D Da Vinci himself, Leonardo Da Vinci. Ooh. So it's half the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, okay, so was it the first one, Raphael, did you say? Um, God. Oh. Um, they have really hard They have long names. Italian names. G-E-G-A-G-I. Uh, G-I-O-R. G-I-O. Giorgio. Armani. Armani. Oh, like an Italian <laughs> designer. Giorgio Armani. Okay. Armani, Da Vinci, Picasso. Hmm. I'll say that uh, the creator himself, Leonardo Da Vinci. No. Nope. Oh. It's Pablo Picasso. Picasso. Okay, right out. I wonder why he was accused of stealing it. Doesn't say? Because Picasso is known for his very abstract works, um, I wouldn't have thought Mona Lisa would be in his wheelhouse. No. There you go. Okay. In 2017, the Genio Airport relaxed liquid laws to allow which of the following? Pesto, red wine, mar Mariara, or cold... <laughs> because it's Italy, I'll say red wine. No. No. Pesto. Pesto. I guess it's kind of liquidy. <laughs> <laughs> the richest person in Italy owns which of the following brands? A. Ferrari. B. Gucci. Gucci. I don't know. Yeah. C. Gu um, is it G U double C I? Yep. Gucci. Yep. Yeah. C. Nutella. D. Versa Versace. Yeah. Okay. So, so. <laughs> so it's either fast cars or fast food. <laughs> um, I'll say Versace. No. Oh. oh. Ferrari. 
Ferrari. Well, I guess their cars are quite fast and expensive. Number four. Which of the following was pioneered in ancient Rome? A. Fast food. B. Line dancing. C. Yoga. D. High-fiving. Ooh. Um, Italians did things like the Tarantella, which is technically line dancing, I guess. But it's more circle dancing. I'll say line dancing. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm really not doing well today. Fast food. Fast food. Ah, oh, okay. I wonder what the first fast food was. Pizza shops, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Do you want the next four, or...? Um, we might we might call it a day to see if I can uh, get any better at knowing things about Italy next time because <laughs> we're uh, getting towards the end of that yum box. But uh, we have quite a jam-packed show to get through before the final episode of Unconventional Ramblings this afternoon. So we'll take a quick break now and we will return with today's topic, which is the Ferrero brand. And it's funny that we should be talking about uh, Italian hazelnuts. Yeah. On Afternoon Delight, it is time to talk Ferrero. Now, what do you know about Ferrero, Max? Um, I've got the... Um, ball-shaped chocolate things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're a hazelnut chocolate ball is the best yeah. description. Um, and they were introduced in 1982 in Europe. Now, the Ferrero... I've always called Ferrero shares just as a blanket term, but Ferrero is the name of... or the Ferrero share is the name of one specific chocolate in the mix. So we will uh, endeavour to break those down for you. But uh, the Ferrero Group itself is an Italian manufacturer of chocolates and it is the second biggest chocolate producer and confectionery company in the world. Oh. It was founded in 1946 in Piedmont, Italy by Pietro Ferrero. Uh, he was a confectioner and small-time pastry maker who laid the groundwork for things like Nutella. That's where they own that brand as well and um, they famously added hazelnut to save money on chocolate because if you've got a big hazelnut in your bar it takes up all that space oh, yeah. so you don't need as much chocolate to make your chocolate bars the company saw a very uh, big growth under Pietra's son Michelle Ferrero who in turn handed over the daily operations to his son Pietra Junior and Giovanni Ferrero so it's still the original Ferrero family that holds the, the company instead. Worldwide, there's 38 uh, different companies, 18 factories, and 40,000 employees that produce around 600, uh, 365 ton, sorry, 365,000 tons of Nutella each year. But um, back in 1946, when uh, Pietro invented a cream of hazelnuts and cocoa, uh, he called it Pasta Gianduja. It came in a solid loaf, wrapped up in aluminium foil, and you had to cut it to serve it. Yep. 
but with assistance from his brother, he created a company and was then succeeded, as I said, by his son. Um, they relaunched their father's recipe as Nutella, which was first sold in 1964. Following on the work of that, Pietro um, had the war to contend with. World War Two came and went, so they opened up their sites again after the war. Nutella became the world's leading chocolate nut spread brand. Um, the Ferrero Rochers came into being in 1982. Shortly after its release, production was halted due to a problem with the printing of the label. Um, Michelle Ferrero, who is credited as the inventor of the Rocher, named the chocolate after a little grotto in the Roman Catholic Shrine of Lourdes. And it comes from the French word meaning rock or boulder. And when you think about what a Ferrero Rocher looks like, it kind of does rock. look like mm. yeah, a rock. Um, so there's three different layers to a Ferrero Rocher. There is a whole roasted hazelnut inside a thin wafer shell that is filled with hazelnut chocolate. And that is then covered in milk chocolate and dipped in chopped hazelnuts. So it's just layer upon layer of chocolate and hazelnut, chocolate and hazelnut all the way through. Um, very, very secret process as to how the Ferrero Rocher is created. Um, they don't even allow smartphones or notebooks into the production facility in case someone steals their top secret manufacturing recipe. Mm -hmm. um, the sweet itself is produced by machinery with a flat sheet of wafer um, made into hemispheres as it moves down the assembly line. They are then filled with the chocolate hazelnut cream and the part of a hazelnut. Then two of the wafer sheets get clamped together and the excess wafer is cut away to create the wafer ball. And that's when they get coated up and wrapped in gold foil. Ferrero Rocher is often associated with Christmas and the New Year. Um, you'll often see the stores start to stock a lot of them because they look very very fancy <laughs> and uh, they often come out as special Christmas presents or New Year's treats. Um, one of my favourite fun facts about Ferrero Rocher's is alongside baby formula, Ferrero Rocher's are one of the top items that are smuggled across the border from Hong Kong into China <laughs> because they are regarded as yeah, so, um, so special. <laughs> but as I said, uh, each of the Ferrero Rochers themselves have uh, different names and types. So after the break, we're going to tuck into uh, the three different types of Ferreros and uh, see if we can pick them to pieces, so to say. But if you've got any facts, figures or memories of Ferrero Rocher, feel free to text in 0439 329 713. We've got a very, uh, f well, it's not funny as such, but uh, um, debilitating <laughs> message that's been posted uh, to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Uh, it's a photo of some bags of Easter eggs with, Easter eggs have hit the shelves already, is the message. And, yeah, I do know that because I might have taken a bag of hot cross buns to my New Year's Eve celebrations. <laughs> it's crazy how early they hit the shelves. Yeah. Well, do you think we do our Easter show next week or uh, <laughs> hold off until the actual date in April? Sure anyway. <laughs> we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll be back to go head-to-head -head with Ferrero right after this. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head with the different varieties of Ferrero from the Ferrero collection. Um, <coughs> now, have you seen the fancy-schmancy way to open a Ferrero box before, Max? No. It comes with this ridiculous golden lining sticker thing around the outside, so that comes off Ooh. like that. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> Very fancy. And then you've got yourself a, uh, a plastic hard case... Uh, collection. So inside we have uh, three different flavours of the Ferrero. Um, we've got the Ferrero Rocher, which comes in the gold casing. Yep. Ferrero Ronde Noir. Now, Noir means black in Italian, so that's going to be a dark chocolate one. Yeah. And the Raffaello doesn't even have Ferrero in its name. It's kind of like the white chocolate uh, coconut ball, I guess okay. you'd best describe it. So uh, grab one of each there and we'll see what uh, is in store for each of these. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, just the basic Ferrero Rocher. Okay, stick, stick with the Ferrero Rocher to start with. I like how they come in little patty pan things. <laughs> yes, they... Again, it adds to the... The, the fanciness of it all. That, that's. I don't know whether people like eating Ferrero Rochers or they just like the whole fact that Ferrero Rochers look fancy and well, I don't mind them. They Why do they have to glue the patty pans on? Oh, <laughs> that's just part of the, the wrapping, I guess. In case you wanted to keep the gold wrapper from the outside. Um, they pop up as jokes from time to time. I know the uh, Vicar of Dibley comedy series. She's a big fan of Ferrero Rochers and recently had a comedy series during lockdown where she said um, instead of singing Happy Birthday she just pops one of these on her tongue and uh, washes her hands waiting for it to dissolve. (laughs) Um, And I know in Little Britain uh, the comedy series with Matt Lucas and David Williams, there was a character called Bubbles Devere, who was the richest woman in the world who would shout, Ferrero Rochers for everybody. <laughs> but what do you notice uh, as you've unwrapped your Ferrero Rocher? It's got the hazelnut pieces covering it. Yep. Mm. So it makes mm. it very... It, it doesn't really look appealing. <laughs> With all the bumpy bits on the outside, kind of looks a little bit like a hedgehog ball, perhaps, mm. with all the nut pieces. But then when you um, nibble down a little way, you can kind of strip away the layers. It's not recommended. It's better to just bite down and enjoy. But um, you do get that wafer sphere that on the inside has kind of liquid chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then a full hazelnut in the centre. The liquid chocolate tastes like Nutella. It is, yeah, pure yeah. hazelnut cream. <laughs> but again, very decadent. You wouldn't want to be eating too many of these mm. in mm-hmm. one sitting. Sugar levels would be going through the roof. The 
it's hard to chew and swallow the um, yeah. <laughs> the the nuttiness because you do actually have to chew <laughs> chew the hazelnut or otherwise you will probably choke on it. Of course, uh, not safe for anaphylactics <laughs> in any sense of the word with the hazelnuts in it. But um, yeah, I, I I like it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on then to the dark the dark chocolate one, so the Ferrero Ronde Noir. The packaging for this one, uh, where the Ferrero Rocher has a gold, um, uh, what do you call that stuff? Silver paper, gold silver paper. Does that make sense? How do you open this one? You've got to peel from the base. So this one has more of a plasticky outside, but it's still foil lined on the inside. Max is struggling a little bit here. Kind of invert, so turn it inside out, and then just tear. Because it, it looks <laughs> like it shouldn't come apart, but it, it does real easily. Okay. Do you want to describe what's in your hand? It looks like there's pieces of pepper stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. So it is dark chocolate, but yes, it does look like flecks of black pepper seed, perhaps. <laughs> and then on top, there's a little drizzle of dark chocolate with light milk chocolate drizzle over that as well. Mm-hmm. So and again, a base of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Bite into the centre, though. Exactly the same as the Ferrero. It's got that Nutella-y kind of filling. Then a... I'm assuming that's a hazelnut. Oh, no, it's not. What's in the centre? I don't know. Something crunchy. It is crunchy. Is it dark chocolate ball, perhaps? I was expecting it to be a hazelnut. Mm -hmm. We might have to... um, check out the... uh, the Google bot... What is a Ferrero Noir? It is a dark chocolate pearl. So it is, yeah. Mm. It is a dark chocolate centre. Surrounded by a creamy chocolate filling with a delicate crisp wafer covered in crunchy dark chocolate morsels. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, it's not as good as the Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, not a fan? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely got a, yeah, that dark chocolate aftertaste mm-hmm. that just lingers around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one more then to uh, to knock off and this one is the Raffaello. Again spherical but it is a coconut, coconut hazelnut version. In a see-through packet. Yeah, this one the top layer yeah, is kind of more uh, cellophane. So these were only brought into the market in the 1990s, so they're the younger sibling of the Ferrero Rocher. It's a white milk cream on the inside, and a blanched almond centre. And all the coconut falls off. (laughs) And all the coconut on the outside, yes. Lots and lots of desiccated coconut. Got the good crunch factor on the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Right through to the wafer. Mmm. And the almond centre. I don't know. 
you definitely have to be a fan of coconut to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coconut. Doesn't I was expecting it to taste kind of creamier. Mm -mm. It does have the um the white chocolate um, yeah. filling. Mm. I'm not sure. I think I like the hazelnut filling better than the the white chocolate cream. Mm -hmm. But if you're ranking them one, two, or three, where do you place them? The Ferrero Rocher, mm -hmm. then the um, Raffaello. Yep, Raffaello. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then the um, the dark chocolate. Yeah. I think I'm switching the Raffaello and dark chocolate. So I'm probably. Well, actually, no. I might because it was very nice. <laughs> the dark chocolate one is the top. Then for me, it's the Ferrero Rocher, Raffaello at the bottom of the pyramid. Just mm -hmm. too much coconut for me. But as I say, if you're a fan of coconut, you're probably going to love it to bits. Mm -hmm. We'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight, the Ferrero Rocher edition, to bring you a sweetest tune right after this. <laughs> Afternoon Delight, it is time for our sweetest tune. Max, you've gone with an Italian tune today. Yeah. So this is one that featured in a lot of the early Ferrero Rocher commercials. Um, it's translated as With You I Shall Leave. Um, the Italian words, now I apologise for my appalling Italian, but Conte Partiro is an Italian song written by Francesco Sartori and Lucio Quaranto. It was first performed by Andre Batelli at the 1995 San Remo Music Festival and recorded on his album uh, that just called Bocelli. Um, a second version of the song, partly sung in English, is more familiar to our listeners' ears as Time to Say Goodbye, where it was released in 1996 as a duet with soprano Sarah Brightman, achieving even greater success, topping charts across Europe and uh, it was sung uh, in German um, and Italian at the time. Uh, Andre Bocelli also recorded a full Spanish version titled Porte Volaire, which roughly translates as For You I Will Fly. But uh, you could definitely picture a Ferrero Rocher being eaten to this music. This is Conte Partiro, the original Italian version as performed by Andre Bocelli. As we just sit supping on uh, Ferrero Rocher, so that song that is Andre Bocelli with Conte Paratino, uh, the Romanza, which roughly translates as. Uh, the ultimate Ferrero Rocher eating song <laughs> uh, was better released in the English speaking world uh, when teamed up with Sarah Brutman but uh, I it doesn't really fault him but uh, he was 
struck down at five months with kind of glaucoma and became blind and yet is a multi-instrumentalist so nothing held him back as a performer but that was uh, Andre Bocelli there mm-hmm. on <laughs> Afternoon Delight time now for us to share a recipe <laughs> Okie dokie, Max. Can I ask what exactly you're sharing a recipe of? Homemade Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> so, making your very own kind of chocolate hazelnut truffles. Mm-hmm. What does one need? Two cups of roasted hazelnuts, half a cup of cocoa powder, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, half a teaspoon of salt, half a cup of maple syrup, one cup of chocolate that's melted, and a cup of roughly chopped hazelnuts. Add the hazelnuts to the food processor and blend into a fine paste-like consistency it takes uh, two to three minutes. Add cocoa powder, vanilla extract, salt and maple syrup and blend until the ingredients start to stick together. Just 20 seconds. You need to mix to be sticky and not dry. If it is not shapeable, then continue to blend. Roll into small balls. Insert the hazelnut into the centre. Once they are all rolled, place in the fridge for an hour minimum to set them. Once set, dip each Ferrero Rocher into melted chocolate. Let any excess chocolate drip off. Then toss them into a chopped hazelnut, then coat them all over. Place them on a tray lined with parchment. Store in, in the fridge until ready to enjoy. Then stay fresh in the hour for three days. If they last that long, yeah. I don't know. I think people are probably going to nibble them to bits uh, quite quickly. Uh-huh. We'll stick that recipe up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Uh, we'll take a very quick break. We'll be back after this to find out what is new on the shelf. So uh, stick around. As always, if you've got anything to share about Ferrero Rochers, jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. What's new? It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to have a squeeze at what's new on the shelf, and it's kind of not new anymore. (laughs) Uh, We got these a couple of weeks prior to our Christmas show to do and just kept running out of time. So these have been on the shelves for a little while. Uh, They are Alan's Lollies, 
Now, Allens have milk bottles, which mm -hmm. are a traditional favourite in the mixed lolly bag and have been for years, but they've paired themselves up with oak milk and they've mm -hmm. put out a series of flavoured milk. So uh, I'll get these out of the way first because I know that I'm not going to like them. <laughs> But uh, they are the iced coffee milk bottle flavour. Oh, cool. So what do you notice about them? They're brown. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of iced coffee, brown, kind of tan coloured. They smell like iced coffee. Smell like iced coffee? Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a down-the-hatch thing for me, methinks. But um, so it smells like iced coffee. It still retains the same shape of a milk bottle. Mm -hmm. um, but give it a taste. Let me know. Does it taste like it says on the packet? Is it iced coffee milk bottle or? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm not a fan of anything coffee. But, yes, they've definitely captured the flavour of it. Which means hopefully these other ones will take that taste out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, I, I see why they've had to put these in different, um, ugh, yuck, that's really gross. Um, there's a separate packet that has three different flavours in it, and the flavours are chocolate, strawberry and vanilla malt. Now, you wouldn't want to have chocolate and strawberry and vanilla malt tarnished by that horrible taste of uh, milk coffee but um, they see that milk coffee one does actually taste like oak milk <laughs> they've managed to capture it in solid form so if you are a fan of iced <laughs> coffee like Max is I've just given him the entire bag he'll demolish that I'm sure <laughs> um, also, I want to know does the vanilla malt taste different to a regular milk bottle? Yeah, it looks the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does it have any other extra taste or change in taste to a traditional milk bottle? Different flavour. It does. It's got yeah. It, it does have the malt flavour to it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, it's not amazing, but it does taste <laughs> different. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the strawberry, it's a white pink colour, so the vanilla malts stuck with the white that a traditional milk bottle looks like. Pink one, oh. Tastes like the strawberry milk. Yeah. Perhaps not as intense as the iced mm. coffee or the vanilla malt. Well, strawberry flavours aren't normally intense. It's, so. yeah, usually subtle kind of flavour. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I want to know. Have they nailed it? The brown one. <laughs> the chocolate-flavoured milk. Does the chocolate-flavoured milk bottle taste the same or different? Oh, wow. That's a really chocolatey taste. <laughs> That's like eating a spoonful of... Uh, Chocolate powder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, does it taste like chocolate milk, though? That's the question. Sort of. Sort of. I was hoping to be blown away. I'd say chocolate milk is a bit stronger. 
Uh, if you're gonna pit them against each other, um, I'm gonna go the um, vanilla malt first, mm -hmm. then the iced coffee, then the strawberry, then the chocolate. Yeah, I I like the chocolate, but yeah, vanilla malt for me at the top. Then maybe chocolate, strawberry, coffee <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back after this very short break to wrap up the show. It is time to open up the Kinder Surprise, and I'll admit, the uh, chocolatey milk bottle flavour has grown on me just a little bit. <laughs> the chocolate just exploded. Oh, did it? Oh my gosh. So, uh, there's fragments of Kinder Surprise egg there. Max has got the capsule open already. What do we got on the inside? Uh, looks like a... Um, lizard. <laughs> a lizard? Okay. Yeah. Oh, like a chameleon sort of thing. Uh -huh. Or a monitor. It's got a kind of um, scaly head. You know the otter we got last time? Yes. Yeah, it's one of the, like one of them. Okay, so it's got a little Wheels platform. on the bottom. So yeah. when it drives around, it just looks around. <laughs> That's cool. Does it have the name of the type of lizard on the instructions, or...? No. No? Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like it's got, yeah, frill... It's not a frill neck lizard, but it's got kind of... <laughs> spiky back lizard thing. That's, that's the yeah. official term, I believe. Well, that is it for the Ferrero Afternoon Delight today. Thanks for tuning in and stick around because coming up is the final ever episode, for the time being, of Unconventional Rambling. So make sure you get your song requests in with Holly and we'll catch you next week from three to do it all again on Afternoon Delight. Uh -huh. Catch you later. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight Gonna grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been when it's right, it's right While waiting till the middle of a cold dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Sky rockets in flight oh, Afternoon delight Started out this morning feeling so